Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special, supersized episode of... Yeah, a... Oh. Glee! Aggressive! Aggressive. (laughs) My name is Karina Stokes. And my name is Ian Brodsky. Um, And I I, I was going to say, we are here today with a uh, a double gleecher, as it were. Beautiful. Science fiction double gleecher. Double oh, Gleecher. We have supersized it for you all because that's what <laughs> Glee did to us apparently back in the day. Uh, we are yes. here talking about season three, episodes 20 and 21, both of which originally mm-hmm. aired on May 15th, 2012. So the reason yes. we decided to do both of these episodes in one mega episode is because that was the viewer experience. You watched one and then went right into the other. Right. That and we're just looking to barrel through the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, too. But, like, it is it's interesting fine. that they were like, uh, yeah, let's do them both. I don't know Right, interesting why. that it was these two episodes. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I would have guessed it would have been, like, Nationals and then the final episode to just make it all in one. But I guess maybe they were like, we want to give their, like, seniors send away episode it's a right. sort of moment said uh sure. but i don't know but whatever we're gonna talk about it all in one yeah spectacular episode for you spectacular it is mm. um so uh we have a recap for props we're starting with props yes props uh, is the first one props is the uh, episode yeah episode 20 and nationals is episode 21 yes um we have the rec- the recap for props. Um, we've all heard about uh, Don't Rain on My Parade yep. a lot. Beast is here, whatever. And then it becomes all about Tina. And that yeah. got really exciting. That I'm was... also, like, acknowledging the Alanis Morissette level of irony. How we're yes. all, everybody is always like, justice for Tina. Give more Tina more time. And, like, we're bl- breezing through that episode that is all about Tina today. Well, here's the thing. It's not really all about Tina now, is it? Um, like, True. I do like the meta-ness of the recap, where they're like, yeah, it's weird that Tina hasn't had anything to do for, like, two years, even though she's been here since the beginning, and every time she does get a solo, she ends up crying or getting interrupted. Like, isn't that yeah. all so weird? As though it's not the show that's uh, distinctly the one doing <laughs> it. And they're like, no one's right. even said anything when she changed her, how she dresses entirely. <laughs> yeah, from, like, uh, from punk to goth to go-go dancer. Mm-hmm. Very so, good. So... Yeah, so yeah, um, exciting to see at least the show acknowledging what it's doing right. to Tina, even though it does basically nothing uh, to fix it. But we'll get there. It's just a wee bit of wee bit of hashtag justice for Tina. Yes. Um. Anyway, we open on uh, Sue with porcelain and Wheezy, i.e. Kurt, Kurt Mercedes. Mercedes. They've created a monster because Wade Unique Adams is now a star. Um, yes. And they cannot lose to the vocal adrenaline and therefore sue cannot lose her cheerios to Roz. right um i will say throughout these two episodes glee really insists on hammering down on referring to either wade or unique as like he she or she he like 
Right. They, they're, they really doubled down on that, and I don't like it. So It's really weird. It's weird, and it's not just like you think, okay, Sue's doing it. But no, everyone does it. Like Everyone does it. Even and the cover like, of the magazine does it. <laughs> right. And this was before like we were having these kind of proper discussions about pronouns. Yeah. So like it's one thing for me to sit here and be like, okay, what pronouns do I use for this person? Yeah. And totally different from 2012 Glee just saying he, she. That's so. Icky. I'm just going to make the blanket decision for now because we haven't, like, there's not been an ex- explanation that when we are talking about Wade, we'll just use male pronouns, and when we're talking about Unique, we'll, we'll use female pronouns because Word. that seems to be what Wade was doing when we were introduced to him and he introduced us to Unique. So that's the best right. we have to work on because I'm not going to she he it up like glee insisted on doing for this this whole thing nah nah so um sue's solution to this is put kurt in a dress right like kurt you're gay you'll be in drag and i will give glee some continuity points back in season two when they were doing rocky horror we all remember um Mm -hmm. They were like, well, Kurt, you'll obviously be Frankenfurter, right? And he's like, no, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I have the interest in, you know, pre- playing a role of a of a trans person or putting on drag. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he once again was like, nope, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I want to perform in drag. Like, not how that works. Right. <laughs> and then One to point. really, to really date this show, this episode... Mercedes is like, but what about Halloween? And we cut to Kurt and Blaine dressed up as, I believe, Snooky and Old also like the situation from Jersey yes. Shore. And I was like, wow. Yes. Remember? Yep. We can't oh my forget. God. The chokehold. Yeah. So I was like, God, I haven't thought about Jersey Shore since 2012. And really, I hope to never again. This, that cutaway. I that, have friends that do regular Jersey Shore marathons, and I'm, I don't. It's not for me. Not no. for me. I hope that this one cutaway gag about Jersey Shore is the most I think about it for the next however many years. Agreed. We cut to um, Rachel's inner monologue. Yep. She's like, Niata was my destiny, and I, okay. I just find another school. Here's the thing. Rachel? Niata is my destiny. She's written it in big words in her journal. Rachel found out about Niata like, six months ago. It wasn't even the this school season. she was going to apply to. She didn't, no research, she thought she was going to go to Juilliard for musical theater. She found out about Niata like, in September. Right. And yeah, and she threw herself into it, but, like, it's not, like, it would be more impactful if she had been, like, it was one of her dreams, like, how Broadway's always been her dream. Whatever. Going right. to New York, Sure. But being like, I need to go to the school. I'm like, you didn't even know about the school. And you did the worst job ever of being a, co- a senior and doing yeah. the college process. So, like, the show really wants us to feel bad for Rachel. And I just can't. I just can't. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. Especially for two reasons. One, because the Broadway is the dream, not mm-hmm. the school. Right. And two, because then we have to sit through a cover of a Jason Mraz song. Did you feel personally slighted by this, Ian? Yes. That's yes, what I, I did. I, I, I saw her starting <laughs> saying, I'm like, this is, Ian's going to hate this. I did. Spoiler alert, I fucking did. Rachel gets to have a whole moment where she sings, is it called just I Won't Give Up or Won't, won't Give it's Up? It's called I Won't Give Up Yeah. Um, by Jason Mraz. Yep. And 
Why? Why? Well, you know why? This is about a relationship, and she's like, I won't give up on us, conservatory of the arts. (laughs) I won't give up on us, me and administration (laughs) of college. Um, (laughs) This feels like one of those moments where Glee was like, okay, Rachel is deciding here, like, she's... She's not. She's gonna gonna keep fighting to try to get into Niata. She's not gonna give up. Uh, quick, someone open iTunes and they type "Won't give up" into, and they're like, "Oh, perfect." Jason that has, has that song called "Won't." Just I won't give released up. a song. Yeah, absolutely perfect. And then just sing that, and I'm listening. And I'm like, this is clearly about a relationship. Like yes. it would be one. Like Jesus, it's just like the title makes sense. And nothing else does. And then, like, the they whole... They did no cl- research. The whole climactic moment is Rachel singing this song about how she's not going to give up. Sure, the context is wrong. And then it's just like, and here she is making a phone call. Oh, my God. And... Okay, well, also, uh, before we go on to the phone call, just need to say, it sounded like the fucking Kids Bop cover. Anyway. That's not the... F- I Okay, I didn't do it with this song, but I had a different song that we saw this episode that i was like this sounds like the kids bop cover so we will get there <laughs> kids bop episode um yes. yeah it's like she sounds fine but it's just rachel doing jason Mraz, and i didn't need it right i didn't need it no um, one needed this and so no one needed this um and so yes she calls carmen thibodeau for what apparently is the 14th time ma'am ma'am if this were the first time, if maybe. she had been wallowing, maybe, maybe, yeah. if she had been wallowing in her misery and suddenly decided, like, I won prom queen, my dreams are coming back, I am going to take a big ol' risk here. Yeah, and sure. reach out to Carmen Thibodeau and Niata and try to get special favors, which already is bad because you shouldn't do that. It makes right. you look, even doing it once kind of like at least this is what it's risky it's risky and it makes you look kind of like a crazy person um right 14 times i'm surprised there's not like a restraining order out like a thousand percent um um she leaves a very long rambling message being like why don't you come watch me in the show choir yeah like like that is asking a lot of whoopi goldberg um so much to yeah ugh so, cut to, I guess this is the Glee Club? Yes, this um, is an official Glee Club meeting where they are discussing yes. their national set list. Yeah. There it and, is. They're um, sticking with the, the vintage theme that we that came up. That was going to be my question, but thank you. Um, yeah, so, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Yep. What a feeling. And, um, cool. and all coming back to me now. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, group number, Rachel will do the solo of It's All Coming Back to Me, and then the Trouble Tones will do What a Feeling. And right. with, with Kurt leading it in drag, and Kurt's like, nope, not still not doing no. that. Right. Um, and so, and Shu gives this annoying speech of, like, you like, you have to be in it to win it, so if, if you're not in it to win it, leave. And Tina gets up and starts to leave. Yeah, so while they're talking about the set list, we keep cutting back to Tina glowering a little bit more. And yeah, right. so it culminates with her being like, "Yeah, no, screw you guys, uh, I, you don't need me," and no one disputes this. First of all, which is rude, right? Um, and she basically says everything we want her to say. I think. 
Right, yeah. I think everything... This is, like, the only thing lately that has been earned. Because yes. Tina is correct in all of this. She was here when it was sink down your rock in the boat yep. and Puck and Finn were uh, throwing slushies at them. Yep. Um, like, she storms out. Um, Rachel follows her and is like, you have no idea how difficult it is to be me. And I said, shut up. Yep. And she sat, like, Tina sat in the back for years while people had solos except mm-hmm. for her. Yep. Um, even though she is a junior and, like, her moment can be next year. Next year. year. There's a lot. Okay. There's a lot of talk about that. The, uh, Which, a lot of talk about paying your dues, about, like, this is the senior's moment to shine. You'll be, this will be you next year. Which, like... Has an amount no. of merit, I think. An in amount. A, in, in a high but, school setting, especially. Like, obviously, yes. the older you get, the less that goes away. But in a high school setting, there is a little bit of, like, well, we feature our seniors. But, and right. especially, it sure. is, like, obviously, they're seniors. They have Rachel, who's a very powerful voice. Um, and Mercedes. Yeah. Uh, who are both graduating. But... It would make more sense if it had been any of those previous years been giving a little more uh, fairness to the yeah. whole solo situation. Um, Truly. The things that stuck out to me were at one point Tina was like, other people matter. And like. Yes. And like Rory and Sugar were both like, yeah, like we'd also like some solos. I'm like, okay, well, you're not helping Tina's right. case, but fine. Well, um, t- Will tries to pull the like what what I think is the most condescending move, where Will is like Tina, you are important. I put you on costumes, oh and I'm like, my god. oh my god, Will, you've made it worse. Like that's like being like, yeah, that's like more insulting than just being like, you know, you're right. We haven't been featuring you because we've you know been giving a moment to our seniors or whatever. Being like, but Tina, I put you in charge of this manual. You make such great costumes. You're such a great sewer. Right. You should do that. And then, of course, Sue Fuck was, you. And then, of course, Sue was like, calm down, Asian number one. And she's like, my oh, name yeah. is Tina. Is Tina. Um, and, like, part of the recap was even, like, people don't even seem to know her name. And it cuts yeah. to all the times people, like, did not call her Tina. Right. Um, I hate... Okay, so I love that it was kind of a good throwback to season one. Yeah. Um, but... I hate that all she wants to, like, the way they framed it is that all she wants to do is feel like Rachel. Yeah. And, like, get, like, yes, because it's, like, get the solo, get the standing ovation, what have you. Right. But still, like, it, it didn't have to be about Rachel there. In, it's Rachel. Uh, I hate that Mike comes out and is, like, I'm disappointed in how selfish you're being. Yo. Which is, and like. Meanwhile, sir, she got you into college. Right, yeah. And not even a thank you. I do like that Rachel's solution is to buy her off. <laughs> Like, Rachel's, Rachel at least is like, look, I understand this probably sucks. I'll give you 50 bucks if we just can't talk about it until next week. (laughs) Honestly, that's the best move Rachel does. Better move. All all episode. Mike Chang, she reconciled you and your estranged father. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, bro. But she's being selfish because after sitting in the back for three years, she doesn't get even, like, the hint of a, there wasn't even a question about Right. Her being able to be featured or have a solo in Nationals. Because... You got to come out of nowhere and play Riff in West Side Story. Tina hasn't even gotten a proper solo. Sit down. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, we cut to the mall. <laughs> Where she's doing... She's still working hard because Tina is still a team player and is buying fabric yes. for the costumes. And runs into Curtin Blaine at the mall. Yeah. 
and she's like fighting with um, Mike via text and is struggling with all this stuff and is just grumpy. And she falls into a fountain and hits her yes. head. Which brings us to the kind of gimmick of this episode. Yes. Folks, it's a body swap moment. We're Freaky Friday. It's a body swap moment. And I fucking loved it. I appreciate that it did not overstay its welcome. I think they did it for the exact right amount of time that you can get away with doing a body swap moment. Um, Especially this late in the season. Yes. Where your, like, climactic episode is happening in the next hour, basically. Uh, Right. So we see that she comes out of the fountain and suddenly Kurt and Blaine are Finn and Puck, respectively. Yeah. Kurt, yeah, Kurt is... Or Finn is Kurt, yeah. Puck is Blaine here. Yes. Um, and Tina is Rachel, Rachel Barry. So, yeah, we get to go. We get to see all the various body swaps, like on the way to the choir. Like they're like, you have to it's sing us this so song. Perfect. I yeah. It is mostly perfect. I love Kevin McHale doing Santana. Like oh my god, the Kevin first, and Kevin, uh or the uh, Artie and Santana swap was was great. perfect. That one was great. There, um, Kevin McHale has, like, a weird, very shitty-looking ponytail <laughs> extension in that, yes. like, they did not need to do that, but they decided to go for that as the choice, and it did make me laugh. Um, uh, well, my favorite was Quinn and Sugar having swapped. That one was perfect. perfect. Spot fucking on for both of them. There like, was... Like, Diana Agron, like, flailing she in was the having background the time of Tina of her singing. Life. She was having a great... Like, and- Diana Agron was and like... And Sugar just sitting there. Yeah. Like a perfect princess. I'm like, they get it. Diana this Agron so looks good. like the most fun playing someone else. And probably just because they've done Quinn yes. so dirty. She was like, this is amazing. Is this what it's like for you guys all yes. the time? Um, <laughs> there was no way they were going to be able to do Mercedes well. And I think they somehow did it even worse than I could have imagined a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was just uncomfortable. Like the wig, the wig on Heather Morris, the like she did the best she could, but I I feel like yeah I feel like they did what they could yeah, and they did and also I feel like they didn't try to make that one work right um so like I can I, I don't I will know let that one there's, slide as much as we can there's not a better solution certainly but boy I was like oh it's so right. uncomfy um it's weird. And then, let's see, we'll um, other people who were swapped. So that means we have Blaine as Puck, which his, he just kind of sits in the back and yawns, and I'm like... And broods with a mohawk, yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. Which means we have Kurt doing Finn. Um, so, oh yeah, yeah. Which is, like, Chris Colford doing his best. It's... Oh, he's not great at playing straight, so which we've uh, established as plot points throughout the show, but... It is really right. funny to watch him interacting um, with Jenna Oshkowitz as Tina. Um, and naturally, um, Rachel, like, Leah Michelle, Rachel Berry is Tina, is, uh, Tina in this instance. They went with um, Mike and Joe swapping, so Mike Chang yeah. throw some dreadlocks on that boy. He's wearing locks. And then... And uh, there is there is one cut of Joe, like, wiggling yes, about. Like, and I'm like, okay, locking. He got it, um, yeah. And then Sam and Rory... Which, like, you barely see any shots so of, but you're like, okay, sure. Right. They had to do it with someone. They were clearly the two left over. Yeah. Um, but Finn as Kurt yes. was so fucking funny. Yes. Another instance where, you know, Corey Monteith was just having the time yeah. of his life. 
like cozying up to pro- someone who was like in real life probably a good friend yeah. of his at the time. But yeah, and Sue and Will swap, and I think Jane Lynch. Sue and Will swap. Jane Lynch did a great job with the with the Will of it yes. all. Yes, um, and like looked great in the costume. Yeah. Meanwhile, Matt Morrison looked like a Royal Tannenbaum's. Reject. He did. Yes, exactly. Uh, so basically, all this is is an excuse for us to see these body swaps, which are at various levels of success, and then for mm-hmm. Tina to get her solo. Now, is it lame that teen, that Jenna Uskowich is thus Tina's first real solo in ages is essentially a Rachel song, her doing it as Rachel? Yes. Yes. Like, I would rather see Tina get a Tina moment, because this is Tina getting a Rachel moment, which is not quite the same. That's and right. And also, yeah. Rachel songs are typically boring. Um <laughs> Fair. And, which this one was a little bit, but I'm willing to forgive it because we're just happy for Jenna Ushkowitz to have this. And I think she does. She does a kill good it. job. I yeah. She, she does an excellent job with um, Because You Love Me by Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, happy, happy, happy for Jenna Ushkowitz that she gets to sing and deliver. That's that's what it comes down to. But like I said, I really yeah. would have loved for Tina's big moment in this season to be a Tina moment, but instead it's it's a yes. Rachel moment that Jenna Ushkowitz just gets to taste, have a little sampling of. Right. Um, and then, like, Tina as Rachel goes up to Rachel... No. Tina as Rachel goes Rachel up... Rachel as Tina. Yes. Oh, no, Backwards. you're right, you're right, yeah. yeah. Tina Rachel as Rachel as Tina. goes up to Rachel as Tina. Yeah. Yes. And gives her this whole, like, this, like, I guess sort of the speech she'd like to hear, which is, like, you know, I acknowledge that you've been in the background and I appreciate you as a performer, even, like, though you're coming in. Like, all you're doing for me, which is still, like, shitty, but basically. Sure. At least acknowledges the work. Yeah. And, And says, like, don't worry, next year it'll be your turn. Right. Which is the second time someone has said this. This episode. Right. And it will be said a third time. And then we'll talk about it. Um, yes. And then, basically, we, she snaps out of it. She gets rescued from the fountain right. by the actual curtain blade. This is, and we're done with body swaps. This is also where Tina Rachel yep. tells Rachel Tina... Yeah. ...that she... Or no, rather... Rachel as Tina tells Tina as Rachel... Yeah. ...that she should just go find Carmen Thibodeau... Mm-hmm. And insist. Plead her case. Yeah. And insist, yes. Um, and then we cut to What a Feeling rehearsal, and there are a lot of props. Um, yes. Because that's Sue's this big is what thing. They, this is what Sue decided. Yeah, that's her game this episode is we need to see props, so they are welding shit. They want to see sparks, set the joint on fire. That was so fucking funny. It was really good. Um, and also, like, I don't know, Chris Colfer, given, like, his, like, whatever get-up he is, he's got, like, the mask on, and he's, like, doing, like, what, the motion to get sparks to fly off of, of some part of machinery. He looks great. I'm like, look at you, like, rocking the... Yeah. The badassery then, of it all. I love that, like, they stop, and at some point, um, I forget who it was, but someone says, shouldn't we be in some sort of grinding union? And Santana just goes wanky. Yes. Like, fly-by wanky. Um, Excellent use of the wanky. Yes. <laughs> um... 
and the number's not working. Props are supposed to add to the routine, not be the routine. Yep. Um, and finally, Kurt is once again not doing the drag number, yep. but has an idea for a new approach. Okay. But we'll put a pin in that because we cut to the teacher's lounge where Britt, Mercedes, and Santana approach Beast because they notice that her wedding ring is still on yes. and she therefore has not left Cooter. Yes, and we cut to, like, another... We get a little more of, like, her washing dishes and him yelling and then there's, like, a really prolonged shot of her holding a knife, um, which I guess implies, like, yeah. things are worse. Yeah, that and so you're like, oh, okay, I guess we're not done with... We're coming back to this plot. This plot line, yeah. Um... Which, like, I mean, I- I'm glad they do. Yeah, like, it, they give it a little episode, more. Because in this episode, we at least get the closure on it. Yeah, and they give it a little more respect um, in this episode, although it's still, like, a C-plot, which is a wild thing to have as yeah. a C-plot. But there totally. you go. Um, but they, the point of this episode is that they invite her to Nationals so that she can step away from Cooter but. because they want her to be safe. There's a lot of great sincerity in this. Awesome. Yeah. Cut to the locker room. We're in the locker room. Why we have to meet here is unclear. But Kurt has provided, right. a, he has snuck into a, a vocal adrenaline rehearsal and provided them with a silent black and white film of their rehearsal process. Yeah. Yes, he loves the movie The Artist. Um, remember that? <laughs> remember that? Very 2011-2012. Um, unfortunately um, for this is Will talks about how the vocal adrenaline is doing the world's current the hardest f- show choir dance move. Which is unfortunately apparently entitled The, the Human, Human Centipede. centipede. <sighs> Which isn't, it's just like a double somersault, really. It, yeah, it was like, um, yeah, exactly. That, like a, a two person human wheel kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we don't need to call it The and, Human Centipede. Will, you knew what you were doing when you said that, and I hate you for it. Right. I'm, well, I, and I'm wondering if, like, the show knew what it was doing. Uh, it, but yeah. Maybe Matthew it, Morrison didn't. No, it was the show. The, the show absolutely knew Everyone what they were Everyone knew doing. what they were doing. We all know the joke. It was 2012. Right. It was the height, I think, probably. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yuck. Um, and so the whole conceit of this meeting is that their special thing, their gimmick, as it were, their ultimate prop, which they even say, is unique right which um yikes calling a person a prop yep um but it's not rachel but like they need something because it's not rachel that is their unique right parallel um and that's why sue still thinks like the only way to get that is curtain drag is to put someone it's in not drag. it's not there's and then if anything it would probably undermine them uh because yeah. it would make them look like dirty copycats but whatever right um, cut to Rachel at the piano. She's warming up. Tina enters, basically just to check in on her, basically to be, like, what she Tina, needed. Tina or, like, walks what she... in to basically accept that she's a background character. Um, that. She walks in, she's like, God, yeah. Rachel, your life really must be hard. The show really wants us to think that Rachel has it, like, like being a star is really difficult. So um, it feels... And so yeah. Tina comes in and is like, you're right, I should just be content being in the background. It feels really rude in some ways to Gross. be like, Jenna Ushkowitz, you're going to read these lines. We're writing these for you, oh and God. you're going to read them out loud with sincerity to be like, you know what? I'm fine with just being back second to you, Rachel, and being in the background right. and not having anything to do. I Yeah, like the fact that, and I guess this is what I was trying to say before, is like, she comes in like having to be the bigger person yeah 
Like, and it's just so dumb. It is. <laughs> like, I, I hate that, like, this is how, this was the conclusion. Yeah. And that we're supposed to believe that Tina came to this conclusion. Right, that, that her. Um, because she had a body swap Her body dream. swap dream about how hard it is to be Rachel when it, nothing that happened to her in that body swap dream showed any difficulty like right it's all just people um, telling her like rachel works so hard all the time and like you i can't believe you would try to take this away from her like the show like i said they really want us to think that being a star is that difficult and tina should get over herself um the only like redeeming quality about this was that like they do have like a moment of healing albeit not the shittiest circumstances yeah um but so Tina's like, yeah, we're gonna go. F- she, uh, we're gonna go find Carmen Thibodeau. She's teaching a master class um, in Oberlin. at Oberlin, which I think is in Ohio. Um, Probably. And so um, I'm gonna drive you mm-hmm. so that we can insist on you. Yeah. Auditioning for her, whatever. You're not taking no for um, an answer. Right, and there's a really sweet little like reconciliation moment here. Yeah. But like, it's Tina and Rachel have barely said three words to each other this whole series yeah like ever there was a cute little like oh don't cry you have to drive that was right. that line was funny and also for so for the third time rachel says like you know you'll be the lead vocalist next year and mm-hmm. here's the thing ian we don't normally like to talk ahead but i am gonna just say that doesn't happen <laughs> i believe that so i did not once I did not for a second believe that that would be what happened. This would be great. This would be, a like, if the show paid it off at all next season. But the fact is, they don't. And so I can't watch right. this and let that go by unmentioned. That the show is like, Tina, you'll pay your... It's all about paying your dues, letting, you know... the You'll get your moment when the time comes by putting in the work and... Pay, a lot of talk about paying your dues... Which also right. feels a little meta. Mm, um, uh, yeah, that right. people were like, "Remember, actors, no, no small parts." <laughs> um, but then the show does not follow Oof. through with this uh, ever, and so we will I continue to justice for Tina. Anyway, yes, um, that is our never-ending crusade. Yep. But we cut to um, Sue ordered little people to be mirrors of the entire Glee club. Yikes! Zoinks. Big zoinks. Will thinks she's gone too far. Yes. Yep. Um, but enter Puck in drag as, quote, Lola. Um, it's not about being pretty. It's about having the balls to put us over the top. Ugh. Fine. They're also spending three hours to learn choreography to Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Okay. Sure. Um, and they basically decide, like, none of this is right. what needs to happen. But Sue prepaid for the little people, which yikes all around okay. we don't need to spend any more yeah. about that uh the only consequences is that rick the stick who gets a lot to do in these next like for a couple episodes a lot yeah. of like they must yeah. have paid that actor and just been like we just need you to hang around kind of a lot for the next three episodes right rick the stick bullies puck it's like you came to school wearing a dress and you're not graduating and they're like fine we'll fight about it by the dumpster yeah. i yeah i do appreciate that they there was a lot in these two episodes that cor- that sort of reminisces on like the first 13 of season one which I thought, like, they do a good job with. And one thing that they brought back here was, like, you're a Lima loser. Yep. Um, which I think, like, that hits him. Um, but, yeah, they're going to fight later. Yes. Not on site. We cut to 
Tina and Rachel in the car on their way to Carmen. They, um, they continue having a heart to heart, basically. Yeah, I like that Rachel says they're going to have a little church wedding performed by a rabbi. Very yep. funny. Um, T- Rachel continues to doubt herself, and Tina continues continues to be blindly supportive. Gross. Um, before you graduate, can we sing together? Okay, sure. sure. And they will later. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is, I mean, anyway. Um, so then there's a fight at the there's dumpster. There's like a full fucking um, fight scene. I don't know why we spent so much yeah. time watching these two men punch each other, but we do. Just beat the shit out of each other, yeah. Um, and he gets thrown in the dumpster, and Puck comes back out with a knife. With like a switchblade. And Beast, yeah. with a switchblade, and Beast breaks it up. Um... We uh, as Beast is setting him straight, yeah. Immediately after, in the locker room, Puck is like, "No, it's just a prop from West Side Story." Yeah. So not an actual knife. And then we actually get a a really a really solid scene between Puck and Beast, where yes. they're in the locker room. Beast is like, "What the fuck were you thinking?" Like bringing that in, and Puck breaks down like he has his like, "I'm nothing. I'm not graduating. I'm trash." And then, like, then he fully breaks down and starts crying, like, in Beast's arms. And she starts talking about, like, I know people think, like, they can't hurt us because we're both badasses. But, yeah, it's, it can be it can be hard. And, like, then they're both crying in each other's arms. And it's actually really nice and cathartic for everyone. Yeah. Both of them needed that. Right. This felt earned. Yes. Somehow, like, which is, like, I don't know what it is about how this works. And it's maybe because... Like, did Beast and Puck have a plot, like, Not much earlier? of one. I mean, I think I think outside of, like, them still being on the football right? team and Beast and Will, like, working in cahoots. It seems like Dot Murray um, Jones can just really sell the hell out of being, like, a good oh teacher God, yes. and a good, like, mentor figure to her students. Like, she just sells yeah. it better than Will does, and so this works, oh even though God, we've yes. barely seen, like beast and puck do much more than have like her be coaching him right and and dot marie jones is just such a great actor yeah she's she really like kills shit. it in that one we cut to carmen teaching her master class yep i forget what the kid is singing but it's some show tune is it always true um, to you in my fashion yes yes she he sings it she she gives him some feedback and then rachel storms in and yeah the best part about this was Whoopi goldberg being like what makes you think you are at all special compared to everyone else uh-huh. who has these hopes and dreams to the hundreds of people i see a day yep um real quick though what i do appreciate about carmen mm-hmm. is that she's never destructive no like, she's built up as someone you would think would be like, you have no talent, you have nothing to right. do here, you should go be a, a, you should go flip burgers for a living, meh. Um, but she is always constructive. Like, she points out what could have gone better, and she also says, like, here's what you did well. Yeah. Um, and we'll see later on she does that with Jesse St. James as well. Right. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so Tina steps in and advocates for her. Which, like, also, that did not feel earned. No, but no, that did not need to happen. Whatever. But, yeah, interesting points uh, where, like, you had an amazing career. Did you get there by playing it safe? That's why I'm here. And if you don't see me now at Nationals, I will see you every year until I get right. in. Because didn't you audition for Juilliard four times until you got in? Uh, cool. And then Valid. Although, okay. I will say a little bit of bullshit because... 
the whole thing about the episode choke with the auditions is Rachel being like to Kurt, like, this is not the time to take risks. Um, but I guess right. that did fuck, it, fuck her up. So now she's like, fuck, I guess it is the time to take risks. I was I wrong. Guess, yeah. <laughs> Shit. I should take some risks. Uh, so we go from there to Cooter and Beast at home. I do. Yeah. This seems like hard, but I'm glad they gave it to us. Like, again, this yeah. whole plot should have been given more attention, but since they weren't going to give it more attention, this seemed like a pretty, like, we see them actually have a conversation. We see the actual, like, Beast gets a chance to actually leave. Um, right. Um, there's a lot of, like, standard sort of, I guess, tactics. It's not it's not the exact word that I'm looking for, but um, a lot of things that you expect to see out of an abusive person being left. Like, um, I'm sorry, I'm all, I always feel like I'm disappointing you. Um, then as she's, like, giving back her ring, he says, like, who's going to love you the way I do? And she goes, me. me. Yeah. And I'm like... Good for you. You go, girl. Cliche, absolutely, um, but... But well done. Yep. Then we get to listen to her and Puck sing Mean by Taylor Swift, Honestly, I guess. I didn't hate it. I did. I did not hate it. Like, it's partially because it's early Taylor Swift and both Puck and Beast can do a pretty good, like, twangy. They both can, like, do that acoustic early Taylor Swift country thing. So, I like that. I like this song. And it, like, it felt a little weird, but, yeah, I'm, I didn't hate I it. Know. I I felt like they could have chosen something more badass. Yeah. Like, I get, like, I get the function of this, yeah. and I get why they chose that song, why they did it the way they did, but I think they could have just done so much more Yeah. with this, like, stepping stone, with this very significant decisions that they both made. I just like this song, I think, is the problem. So, I'm a little biased. I'm like, yeah, it's like, they're both having a quiet moment of, like, they've just got both gone through a lot of introspection and dealt with some mm. shitty people, and this is a reasonable Taylor Swift song for it. <laughs> it's one of three Taylor Swift sure. songs they'll ever do. Um, right. Also, whenever I think of this song, that we, we had a friend in college who knew someone who took this song and edited clips from The Dark Knight behind it, which was, like, the Batman thinks the Joker is mean. And I think Wait. about it every time I hear this song. Wait, who did that? Oh, no one we know. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> we don't have to give them credit. We don't know That's, who they were, so. The, okay, fair, fair. A, That's a, so fucking funny, An acquaintance funny, of a friend, but enough that I think about it every time wow. I hear this song. That's hilarious. Um, but Beast got Puck another chance at the Geography yes. Final, so she's going to help him through it. Because he helped her. You're loved. You're not alone. She just awesome. comes across as such a better educator than most of them at this school. Oh my so. God. Then, like, all three. Yeah. But yeah, so we cut to the costume committee, which I mean, Sugar asks a valid question why do they gotta treat us like plebes? Um, the response, though, is you have to pay your dues, Lottie. and that is not so cool. No. Um, also, it's weird that it's, like, the costume committee is the three newest people, which, like, fine. If you want to have this weird hierarchy, it feels very, like, sorority, but whatever. Some groups function that way. But then to also it to be Tina, the one of the longest standing members of the Glee Club, 
that's what feels shitty. Yeah. It's like, no, it's all the newbies and this one person we just don't care about. Like, right. That's like, where it becomes bullshitty to me. Because, like, she's not the only junior that has had standing. No. Artie like, is technically a junior. Um, yeah. Blaine. Blaine is a junior. And also not that only they would joined, ever put Blaine on costume committee. Only joined, like, this year because he transferred schools. Yeah. Come on. That's also the whole other thing that undercuts this is because, like, Finn had a whole jealousy plot line yeah. with Blaine, who is younger than him, but Blaine is still getting all these moments. Yep. Anyway, um, this scene was dumb. Yeah. Because then, cause then Tina's like, this is your dress I'm sewing, and I'm happy to be doing it. Also, I don't believe like, that they have been sewing these dresses for this long. Like, the craftsmanship on all of their dresses right. is far too good. But... I don't believe that they're sewing them. I believe they're going on Amazon and bulk ordering dresses. No, they're sewing them by hand, according to this episode. But whatever. Fine. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, Tina has gotten nothing for asserting herself, yep. and she's just fine with it. Yep. Justice for Tina. Yeah. Um, Sue and Shu are putting the set list together. Beast enters with a suitcase because she wants to be a chaperone. She announces that she finally left Cooter. Sue goes and hugs her, which is really sweet. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's nice. That's nice. I forget exactly how this comes up, but like Finn calls Tina the offensive line man and compliments like yeah her in terms of football Rachel terms. and Tina yeah yeah like in football language. And <laughs> Rachel's like, "You lost me at offensive lineman," but um, I'm sure it was nice. But, yep. Yeah. And, like, there was a really sweet, like, again, callback to season one here where they're sort of looking around the hallway and coming back to the conclusion of, like, we will, like, we have to win because we are all our, we right. are all the unique factor. What makes we us unique all... is all of us, yeah. Right. Like, we're the group of misfit toys coming together. We found our our people. Um, nice. Yeah. Very sweet. Cute to see, like, Sam doing a Christopher Walken impression for, like, Santana and Artie and, like, oh, just a group yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, then we get, finally, this, I, I don't want to say payoff, but Tina and Rachel sing Yeah, together. they sing together. They, they do What a Feeling, the song they were rehearsing. Oh, because we announced that they slashed that off the set list. Um, right. Which, yeah, fine. Right. Um, so they do What a Feeling they don't, without any props, and it's just Rachel and Tina singing this song together and it's perfectly fun yeah i enjoyed it yeah let's go to nationals yeah, yeah. let's dive right into nationals if we had sponsors this would be where we take a, a great break to ad break. sponsors but instead yeah. just a recap i didn't even write it down doesn't matter it's just a recap for basically the whole show <laughs> yeah they started out as underdogs and now they're going to nationals and rachel yep um mercedes has food poisoning this is okay here's the thing about this episode and this is not um necessarily a dig is that this is a competition episode right it's the big yes. competition episode right like this is the one where all the stakes yes. are because you kind of knew yeah. they were going to win regionals because it happened midway through the season <laughs> like mm -hmm. the stakes are here so the this episode really is just all about their performance at nationals which means yes kind of everything else that happens doesn't really need to have any payoff right because mm -hmm. so Everything else that happens before they start singing is sort of filler. Nothing. Like. Valid. Mercedes yeah. gets food poisoning. So they're like, all right, we'll put Quinn and Tina in the trouble tones. And Sue is going to go all, like, 
insane person healing on Mercedes. So there's some tension, like, They're... will Mercedes, Mercedes isn't going to be able to perform, and Quinn's very recently walking, which, by the way, right. we don't really talk about. <laughs> so how will this go? Right, that's, like, kind of it. Um, but, and also, like, this is absolutely the same hotel set from last year. Yeah, no, they only have one. All hotel. well, to be fair, though, right. all hotels basically do look the same. Ahoja. I mean, Ahojo yes, there's a, there a, a map. Yeah. In a, um, New York City is going to look like a hojo in a Chicago. What's a hojo? Howard Johnson. Okay. No, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I learned something today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we cut to Will and Emma. Will's concerned that they won't win. Um, and Emma's like, like, yeah, they could not, but might. Who knows? That's how a competition works. Yeah. And like, that's like, it. It's Will's like, what if we don't win? And Emma's like, and and Will's like, they've never known what it's like to win. And I'm like, you've won multiple times just to get here. Yeah. They know what it's like to win. You have trophies. Um, what if it wasn't enough? Shut up. Yeah. Um, there's a problem with the boys. Everyone's been rehearsing for hours, but Puck is studying for geo- it's, geo- it, geography. Geography. Tensions are just really high. They're all having an intense yeah. moment. They did get to physical blows. And Will is basically just yeah. like, yeah, you guys are just calm down but also this is just shows how much passion you have keep at it keep having right. that passion already you help puck study rest of you boys keep working through the choreography girls you work on that edge of glory stuff because quinn very recently learned to walk again and needs to be able to do this right um yeah and then like that's it move on great that's it move on every- because Lindsay lowen's yes. here so every one of the things that happens until they start singing is like five sentences and just then like we just go pl- plot point yeah um, and so, like, we see Jesse St. James, yep. Rachel approaches him, um, they, calling out, like, how he's, he is actually nervous because he's mean and he starts, like, doing his hair like Danny mm-hmm. Zuko. Like, he's, like, like, yeah. running his fingers through his hair like Danny Zuko, like John Travolta. Yeah. Um, and he feels like he's under a lot of pressure because he doesn't want to lose again. Um, I do love that, um, they call back to Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. and how iconic Which that was. And his response is, it was, absolutely. And his response is, no one knows this, but I lost 10 pounds during that number, <laughs> during that performance, yeah. Honestly, um, we did not need to see Jonathan Groff, but it always is, a, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, it's always like, great. He did not um, need to be in this episode. We didn't really need the Jesse St. James of it all. But, right. good to see him. Yeah, I feel like a lot of this season, like, maybe started from what they knew they wanted to do with Nationals, yeah. and then kind of worked backwards yep. and filled everything in good bad or indifferent um we get a little moment of like finn entering and just being like hey good luck today right like it's nothing and, like okay cool growth sure sure finn is very excited to be here he has bought himself a tourist beer stein to smash at their uh jewish wedding um yeah that was funny uh he bet rick the stick that five hundred dollars they had saved for their honeymoon uh to try to double it into a thousand um, he's just putting a lot into this competition. Yeah. Which, like, fine. And a lot of people are putting an emphasis on perfection, which I feel like that could be, uh, that could be what breaks you, but okay. No, that, um, that's not what happens here. That's not the plot of this ep- no. season either. No. Um, I do right. quite like the costumes for this year's Nationals, though. Yes. Especially with, like, the Wanna theme. Want to take us away on the costume sure. watch? With the theme being, like, vintage, all the girls are in those kind of, like, I don't know what the style is called, but, you know, tight, like, bodices and, like, big, flowy, petticoaty skirts. They look 
like 50s style i guess would maybe be it and it's very yeah there's an influence yeah it's like very bold red and red lips and your standard character shoes basically and then the boys are in black short sleeve button-ups with vests and ties tucked into them and they just all look they look good they look very put together there's no weird leggings or no weird boots they look professional yeah they look they look like a show choir it's very clean yeah yeah Will calls them all together for a pep talk, but Finn takes the floor because, you know, leader. Yeah. Um, and they decided that they want to win this for, for Will. Yep. Groan. And that no matter what happens, he's teacher of a lifetime. Fine. Okay. And then once again, um, like nothing having any stakes, Mercedes is back. <laughs> Mercedes just show up, shows up all like, you didn't think you were going to do this without me, did you? Right. I'm like, why, uh-huh. why even do that? It was literally eight right. minutes. I looked. Eight minutes. It was eight minutes. Oh my god, yeah. We, there was eight minutes of this 40-minute no episode where we thought Mercedes wasn't going to be able to perform at Nationals. So why even do it? And it's just Sue walking in behind her. It's like, yep, that's why you keep a witch doctor on hand. Like, Sure, she's just okay, pumped, fine. pumped full of steroids. We don't even get like a plot of like performing while you're under the weather. It's just like, no, she's fine now. It's all good. Yeah, and she's like... And, I mean, what is cute is that Mercedes is like, no, Quinn, Tina, you're absolutely joining us yeah. for this. Um, cute. Right to the songs. Will is nervous. Emma is supportive. Oh. The judges are. This is the strangest get that this show might ever have. Like. Yeah. You start with Lindsay Lohan. Yup. Wild. Perez Hilton. This is 2012, remember? Yeah. Perez Hilton. Gross. But also wild. And yeah. then third guy. Who is just... Who, an actor. He's a character actor um, yeah. playing uh, a, a a congressman, like a, Martin Fong. Yeah, a Chicago politician, Ward 3 or whatever, you yeah. know. And you're like, what a strange right. group of people. And yeah. why, I guess this show was popular. Lindsay Lohan really was just like, I'll come back on here and try to rehabilitate yeah. my image. Price Hilton, right. I wish we... <laughs> We'll, we'll talk to the, about them when we get to the judging, but I'm like, this is a weird ensemble. Yeah. All right. Yeah, pin in that. Music time. Music time. So I'm going to say up top, this set, New Direction set, is top two for me. It might be my favorite of their competition sets, but it's definitely in the top two in terms of I agree. competitions. So. 100%. I will, I am pretty um, complimentary of this one. Yeah. We start off with Santana leading on Edge of Glory, yes. which what more could you ask Our for? Our Trouble Tones number right up top. They do Edge of Glory. I forgot that they had so many extra dancers that had to come back just, just for this for moment. This, they all had to get hotel rooms for all those cheerleaders who don't do anything right. else except dance back up for a weirdly short cut of Edge of Glory. Yeah, it sucks that they only got like a third yeah. of it, which like, I understand Time. why like functionally, but you, yeah. Um, it's a great feature then, of all the non-Rachel female voices, really. Oh my god, yes. I love that, like, everyone had yeah. a moment. Like, including Tina, including Quinn. Yep, and, and Mercedes gets a solid amount of it. Um, Which we love. The choreography was fine. I still think they could up their choreography game for when they're doing Trouble Tones numbers, yeah. but that's Agreed. a minor quibble. Again, they... They peaked with rumor has it. Yeah. Someone like you, and um, we just have to live with that. But this is good. Um, it's a it's a really solid number. Yes, it's so good. Um, 
Then Rachel steps out yep. to remind us that the show was about yep. her. Um, and she sings It's All Coming Back to Me by Celine Dion. This is really one of, I think, this is very much a she may be a pain in the ass, but boy, can she sing moment. Like, yes. Leah Michelle does a really good version of this. She does nail this. Yeah. And uh, my uh, my other note is, oh yeah, Rory's here. Yep. Um, he gets to perform at Nationals. He gets to perform at Nationals. We're happy for the kid. Um, Do you remember a while ago when this song was trending on TikTok? Yes. Yeah. So that's what I think of whenever the Leah Michelle version too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like all of Celine, the, all of it's all coming back to me now in its various versions were trending, and some people were talking about this version. Um, and like, yeah, how Leah Michelle is, you're like, fuck, she's really good. But the other version that I saw a lot of people talking about on my for you page was actually the Jeremy 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 Jordan version. The Jeremy Jordan version. Um, that, like, you can find it on YouTube. It's, like, fully eight minutes long, which is right. too long. But the thing that he does <laughs> is, during, like, the climax, the baby, baby, babies, you know, he, like, in the middle of it goes, no, and options up and, like, changes oh, the key yeah, even I've higher. Seen. So that's all I can think of now when I hear this song is why didn't Rachel do it and just go... Even higher and finish the Even song higher. out. Uh, like, that's what really would have cinched it if she'd done the Jeremy Jordan yeah. cover, but she didn't. Um, <laughs> fine. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, man. Is Je- Does Jeremy Jordan ever show up on Glee? Not that I know of. Okay. Sometimes things can happen that I didn't remember. One of them will be in this episode. But, um. All right. Um, and, but yeah, and this is also where like Carmen starts to walk in, comes, and the seat that Rachel saved is now filled. Right, and she came in right at the climax of the song, so really gets yeah. to see again. Also, a pretty shortcut, but that's right. fine. It, but gets what it needs. It does what it needs. Yeah, to do. she sounds great. It's you know, I no yeah. complaints there. Leah Michelle really kills that number. It's a good song for her. <laughs> yeah, she sounds great doing it. Shit, what can like shit shit shit. Um, then we get what I know is something that you've been looking forward yes. to. Yeah, we get what I think is the um, piece de resistance of this whole episode, which is something totally. that two of our guests have brought up previously. Um, yes. which is Glee doing Paradise, Paradise by, by the, the Dashboard, dashboard light. light. It's great. It is. It like, really is. Hol- like, holy shit, Finn is on fucking fire this, here. to me... This performance is Corey Monteith's zenith on this show, really. Oh my god, yes. This is, I think, oh god, the best. absolutely. As far as I can know and remember, this is the best he ever does. Like, he is firing on all yeah. cylinders during this number. Like, yep. he just kills oh, it. so good. Musically and acting and the movement, he's doing it all. Yeah. He has this, like, good falsetto um, moment at the end of, like, he just kills it. It's his best performance yet. He just kills it. It makes it believable, like, almost, that he is the male lead of this Glee Club. Doing this number. Yes, that's it. And I think because so much of Finn has been about him being lost, it was yeah. nice to see him, like... Killing it. Was it was nice to see him, like, kind of killing it, going back into that, like, male lead yeah. um, type, in a way. I don't know. It, something about that felt like good payoff for something that we didn't even like explore. Right. Yeah. Like um, this is Finn doing exactly what Finn is can do and do well. He is killing yes. this number. And then besides that, 
it's a great group number. It showcases. Oh my god! Yes, everyone you really wanted to. Um, it feels like a winning number. It does. It, the only like, and this is just such a small detail yeah. thing. Like, there was a Rachel moment that I think of got that I think could have gone to Quinn. Yeah, that's. And like, I know it would not have happened because the point was that they were showcasing the couples yeah. of the Glee Club. So it wouldn't make sense to give Quinn, like, a moment with Finn. But that was the only time where I was just like, man, like, right. that could have suited Quinn. My only quibble anyway. my only quibble with it, and this we've talked about this a lot, is it feels like there should have been a bright, uh, Mike and Brittany dance breakdown feature. Yeah. And they didn't do it. I guess, yeah. I don't know why they don't do one for every group number. They could have, they could have thrown one in there. And it's funny, because even in the props episode, yeah. Tina says to Mike, like, all you all you are going to do is break is right. do a dance break with Britney and then they don't even but do fine. it fine yeah yeah it could have used and they could have had a good standout like here's our two dancers yeah. doing some really impressive numbers but they don't do it but we're that's it that's and that's like the minorest of quibbles i think this number right. just is so good i showed it to Zach i was like out of so context good. i was like is this good and he was like yeah no that's good that feels like a a winning <laughs> song i'm like exactly got the Zach seal of approval then, so, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, the, an, an, another little detail that I would have yeah. just loved was if they had used the ending of Paradise by the Dashboard Light, because that song is so long, yeah. to sneak in ways to mash up the other songs they did. Ooh. And I know that's very pitch perfect of yeah. me to say, but, like, that would have been a really been sick cool. way to tie everything together. See, and, um, and it's so funny to me, because, like I said, two of our guests have mentioned this song as, like... yes. And both of them talked about it as, like, can't believe, like, Glee would, like, like, it, like it's a bad choice for Glee. And I always kind of have to, like, hold, I was, especially, like, last week, I had to hold my tongue because I'm like, this is one of the best Glee numbers. I don't know what it is that it people is, think though. that Glee wouldn't be able to handle Paradise by a dashboard, that dashboard light, but they do. <laughs> yeah. They just. Somehow it works. It works. It works so well. We're done with we New Direction. We cut to you, Nee, or we cut to, um... To Wade. Uh, Kurt and Mercedes. Yeah. To Wade. Um, Wade is nervous. He can't take the pressure. He's become, um, like, a poster child. All he wants to do is wear a dress and sing. For diversity is, like, literally every what he says. Di- yeah. And he is ready to just sort of up and leave. And Mercedes and Kurt are like, no, you can't do that. You have to move through it. Like, that's what Unique would do. Right. Um... And it was cute because uh, Wade was like, "Shouldn't you be? Shouldn't you guys be my rivals?" And Kurt and Mercedes are like, "That's not how we do it." Um, and then it's sweet. The only significant part of this scene is that <laughs> at the end, Wade is like, "Unique might have to think about transferring schools next year," which is so like heavy-handed on the writers' room, uh, right? Like, <laughs> Spo- like right? foreshadow of all foreshadows. Yep. Alex Newell might need to be um, come back to Glee. <laughs> we might we might need to hire this person a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so we cut to the vocal adrenaline set, and this is the same dress that Unique was wearing at the last competition. If right? not, it's very similar. Right. Um, it was a similar vibe. Yeah. So someone did Alex with... Newell dirty with that wig. Let me just get that yes. off the top. It's oh my god, it's yes. not a good wig. And it's not no. styled well, and they should have. Someone should have cared more, but especially if you see all of their 
wigs from like Zoe's extraordinary playlist yeah. and all the events from like Once on this Island and Zoe's like all that like come on, um, Glee. Well, it was it was long ago. I guess wigs were worse then. Back in 2012, when <laughs> wig quality time. was worse. Um, yeah, so they start with Starships by Nicki Minaj. Um, a little of a side note is that, like, I hated that of all of Nationals, two clubs were from Ohio. Yes. Ohio, the show capital that... choir of the world. Oof, okay. Um, what did you think of this number? This is the one that reminded me of Kids Bop. <laughs> Yes. Oh my god, that's so true. Starships is a good song, but it is not a good song for show choir. Because it's a Nicki Minaj songs which don't necessarily translate well to like a chorus right. environment. Plus, when you have to do the radio edit, here's the like they have to say higher than any other, which doesn't make any sense. And then the thing about that is in the actual song, it's not really repeated like a lyric, it's repeated almost more like because it's so distorted and, like, yeah. it's part of, like, the dance beat. So just hearing them say higher than any other over and over again, I was like, this kind of this like, is kind of bad. In unison, ascending. And they like, sounded it's, like it, Kids Bob. It, yes. Yeah. And, yeah. So, to me. Maybe not the best choice. It was a choice. To do. Didn't love it. If you have to censor it like that, that much. Just do a different song. The dancing was good. Do a different song. But they kept yeah. having to cut away from it to show other people reacting or show Alex Newell. So right. we didn't really get the punch of, like, the amazing acrobatic stunt dancing that Vocal Adrenaline can do and is supposed to make them big competition. No human centipede. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> but then... And then my next note is... Oh, shit, here's Pinball Wizard. Right? This is... I had no idea. We talked about them doing Tommy for, like, wait, a couple times this season. And then I was like motherfuckers they did it i had yeah. no idea totally forgot that they had ever done this song and like here's like i think they did well with it they did well enough um and i yeah. don't know if they did this on purpose but like i do think maybe i'm jumping ahead for like how we normally handle competition episodes you and me yeah. but i feel like new directions i would have voted for them over vocal adrenaline because yeah. this set felt very much like they were leaning into the gimmick of unique yes um, and i might not have felt that way if they had like a younger version of jesse st james leading yeah. pinball wizard yes like that's I true almost... this isn't a song that unique needed to lead right i mean maybe neither was the last one i don't think they chose great songs for unique for this uh right this set but yeah a young Agreed. jesse st james type doing doing pinball wizard also i think it needed some tap just okay. Like a little bit of tap dancing in there, I think, would have made it interesting. I think so too. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Like, um, if they want to stand out, put your tap shoes on, baby. Um, yeah. Another thing that I thought could have worked, if they had given this song to New Directions, and you had Finn, Blaine, yeah. and like Sam as like kind of the way it is in Tommy with like the three the boys, boys yeah. that could have been really cool. I really love this song. Oh, yeah, me too, man. It was not like the best version of it, but I was just excited to see it done. I was like, "Look at that!" Right. They We're both to very us. sentimental for Pinball Wizard, so it's true. But my final note on this is like, no, yeah, it's great. Fine. Um, then we go to the judging scene, which I don't want to talk about that much because there's right. It 
it's so much about the comedy stylings of Perez Hilton and Lindsay Lohan, which is not great. Right. It felt like, like Ryan oh, Murphy. Yep, here's your celebrities that you got for this episode. They're fine. Yeah. If you really want to see, think about, if you want to see 2012 jokes about Perez Hilton and Lindsay Lohan, this is the place to do it. Yeah. The, the like, highlight of this. A... No, go. You go first. No, I think we're. I think we're going to say the same thing. But the like, highlight of this is, is the, the thinly veiled. Express? Anyone can make. Oh no, oh. we went different places. All right, you go. <laughs> but first, you're right. Then. No, you're correct. You're correct. The highlight is the Starlight Express uh, group. Um, I want to kill cuts... to see their entire performance of Starlight Express. Oh my god! I wish we got shame. that. Shame. Shame. Um, no, the I forgot about that. But the highlight for me was when um, Lindsay Lohan was like anyone can make a comeback and just kind of like takes to the camera yep and i was just like this is like too meta and the thinly veiled references to the voice which is a show i didn't realize was happening at the time but fine right yeah um cowardly to bring up starlight express and then only show us a minute and a half of it if that yeah not even yeah i think we've said enough about that scene um we have. They do do some judging. Great. Um, yeah. Jesse approaches Carmen. Um, yes. He uh, he's not here to talk about himself. He's here to talk about Rachel and advocate for her. She's the most talented person he's ever yeah, met. Whatever. Yeah, we man, had this man, scene man, last. Man, man. Tina did the same thing last episode. Fine. The yeah. only important part of this to me was that we find out that what Jonathan Groff used to audition for Niata was Giants in the Sky. Giants in the Sky from Into the Woods. Which I'm like. Yep. Sounds right. Yeah. And then, like, uh, Carmen, d- again, does, like, this is what you've altered on, but, like, yeah. this was what was good, so good luck to you, and that was really sweet. Yeah. Um, We get to the uh, results, as it were. Yep. MVP award goes to Wade Unique Adams. Yep. Awesome. Fine. Does yeah. feel a little, like, based on the performances we saw, I'm like, that wasn't the best Unique has ever performed, but... Right. That's fine. Give it give it to her for, you know, breaking some molds or whatever. It was 2012. Yeah. It was 2012. Also, like, it felt because of what happens next that, like, yeah. okay, well, we got to give this one the MVP. Right. Um, now, um, it's funny, though. Like, last year they were, like, 12th, and this yes. year it's, like, right to the top three. Right. Um, we skipped the whole part where there's a, a top ten and they have to sing more, like... We skip all that. Right. They, we find out they're top three. Neat. Um, yeah. And Good there's no beating around. There's no beating around the bush. New Directions is crowned as the champions of Nashville. Right. Like they win. Starlight they win. Express gets third. Yes. Um, Which is pretty impressive. <laughs> right. Um, so hooray! New Directions won. Um, and I'm mean, honestly, I was happy to see it. Yeah. I was happy for them. This was earned. It was. It was. Like I said. They they put on what feels like a winning set list this time for once. Yeah, yeah. And so they're they go back to school and they're greeted with confetti and a neon tree song. Yeah, it's really funny. They do like they they do a cover of Tongue Tied. Um, yes. Is that neon trees? Yeah, I think so. No, that's group love. Is that neon trees? Yeah, it's group oh, love. Oh, my bad. You were honestly pretty similar. So, yeah, they come in, the halls are decorated, everyone's staying there, and they look nervous like they're about to get, like, bullied. And no, it's just... Right. Celebration, and it's, like, a long montage of celebrating with 
clearly New Direction is doing this cover of Tongue Tied. Right. But we never see them singing it, which I think is right. really interesting. It's just them backup vocaling their own celebration. Um, yeah. It's just, it's fun. It's happy. It's fun. Everyone's it's celebrating. Absolutely. There is one I, thing I don't like. Ooh, go on. Which is, uh, well, the revelation that something that winning nationals was the catalyst to make emma want to bone down with will and Yo. the fact that they then show us much more of it than i ever wanted to oh see my God. the I fact didn't that it starts off with a pamphlet yeah i just went no yeah, out th- loud so that, that no. i hated i hated that this was that all was it Emma's took. reasoning i hated that we had to find out about it i hated that we had to see will entering his apartment and unbuttoning his shirt uh all that sucks. Oh my take God. that away no more take that away and then on top of that like this is happening i guess the same day in the same yeah. span of hours um because they cut back to like putting the trophy in the trophy case and yep. like everyone is still wet from like the sparkling cider that they were spraying yes. in celebration um which makes which makes me believe that will and emma went home to bone and then came back to school to put the trophy in the trophy case i think it is implied that that happens after school but i'm sure i hope so i hope so it's Um, night because it's nighttime when he gets into his apartment it's fine you're right again they show us way more than we ever needed but fine i wish they didn't do it at all they get their trophy it's it's nice also hate that like she frames it as like well my my man was a champion so i wanted to treat him like a champion i was like that's right i'm like that's a bad reason to finally bone yeah. down with your fiance but whatever right um it's cute that like rachel signs an autograph and like yeah she has like this little i don't know some sort of revelation becky and santana have a cute moment from across the room everyone everyone of, gets a lot of good moments in this it's a good yeah. celebration montage everyone's just so happy and it's lovely to see right finchel has to speak with figgins um gives them five bucks as a wedding gift which is um, weird. Even if it's yeah. only $5, it's still strange. Um, and bumper stickers wants... with mini pom-poms. That makes more sense, honestly. That's like school yeah. swag. Give them that. And he asks right. them to sing at a special event. Ooh. What could it be? Um, um, again, we have to talk about the boning, but we know. Um, gross. And it's then... time to crown the teacher of the year. Okay, back to the top hats of it all. I do love that Sue was wearing the tracksuit with a full black a top, full hat. top hat. That was so funny. I wonder if she borrowed that, it and that she heart. was like, yeah. And that she was like, well, I think I know who uh, Teacher of the Year is going to be because I had Becky hide out in a dummy filing cabinet in Figgins' office. I'm like, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, while she's wearing the top hat. So we go to the Teacher of the Year uh, competition. Uh, Surprise, uh, Will wins. It's which, Will. like, truly doubtful considering he had to switch subjects <laughs> mid-year. Oh From a perspective of, of being an years. actual teacher, he seems like perhaps the worst choice, but, you know. Of all the years to do this, this was not the year to give Will that award. He's the Glee Club Teacher of the Year, probably. Doing the right. best of that, but he's not doing yeah. good at just being a teacher. At being an educator whatever there's a but there is like a really sweet speech from finn and from rachel i hate yeah. that rachel keeps on going back to the whole i'm an annoying jewish girl annoying kind jewish of thing girl. because yeah it does it feels like the jewish girl part is the butt of the joke in a way and yeah. not like a character trait like yeah yeah hate that but anyway they sing we are the champions it's on brand it's um, really good 
Yeah. It's, it's good. great. Um, At one point, you got like Sue and to, Beast yeah, singing along. Yeah, Sue and Beast, both who I totally believe would be wicked into this song. Yes. Um, and then like Will walks down and gives each of them a hug, and that got me because he just loves That's, these kids. Yeah. I didn't want yeah. to be emotionally affected by it, but I was, and I was. Oh annoyed. my god, same. They did really well this episode. Yeah. They did um, so well with this. There was a little point where, like, you can see like Jenna Ushkowitz's like shoulder tattoo. Yeah. Well, they, a couple they did times. Their best. Um, right. And I do like that they were wearing their Nationals costumes because we love thrifty, yes. thrifty queens. Um, yeah. And yeah, that was it. That was uh, that was it. Our double feature, um, pretty successful all around. Yeah, I'm surprised this wasn't the finale. And I understand like they have to graduate, they have to do that thing, but like yeah, something about this had finality finale. energy. It would have been the finale if it wasn't the senior year of a lot of um, their characters. So sure, sure. All right, but let's talk about the music of the night. Um, <laughs> yes. So let's. We'll I'm surprised do, we we'll, didn't use that for. Uh, I know the Niada audition episode. So we'll do it still episode by episode, which means let's start with Great. props. You got to pick mm-hmm. one song from this episode to load onto your iPod. Your choices are, "I Won't Give Up," "Because You Loved Me," "Mean," "What a Feeling" from Flashdance. It's a tricky. Okay, one. I think I'm gonna go with yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna go with what a feeling. That's fair. I think yeah. I just think it's a, a more like it was between that and um, the Celine Dion song that Tina because sings. You loved me, yeah. Because you love me, um, but I, I don't know. I'm just gonna go with the fun option this time. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the the cover of Mean. I think it just worked worked a little better for me, and I I I'm I'm accepting of it. Okay. I don't, you know, out of all of those, it'd be that or what a feeling, and I think I liked the the puck beast of it all a little more. Got me, got me a little Sure. Bit. All okay. right, on to Nationals. We got a lot more there. So, yes. Nationals, we have Edge of Glory, It's All Coming Back to Me Now, Paradise by the Dashboard Light, Starships, Pinball Wizard, Tongue Tied, and We Are the Champions. Hmm. I'm, like, thinking this through, like... Yeah. Um. I think I'm gonna go with tongue tied. Interesting. Not what I expected. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, I uh, no, no. I'm gonna do Edge of Glory. I'm gonna do Edge of Glory. Okay. Um, also reasonable. What did you expect? I didn't know. There's a lot of good choices yeah. here. Right. That's the thing. What about you? I think I have to give it to Paradise by the Dashboard Light. It really is yeah. one of the least blessed performances. And totally. I would be glad to hear it come up on shuffle on my iPod. Yeah. Um, although shout out to Pinball Wizard, not a song I would get. I would not get this version, but I am happy to see it. <laughs> yeah, we just love Pinball Wizard here. Yeah. And then cool. That's it, Ian. We've, we're one episode away from finishing season one episode three. away. Holy shit! Yeah. Uh, we've made it through nationals, and they won, and it felt right. Which is impressive, felt right. considering Holy how shit. regionals went this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. But in the meanwhile, you can follow the show at Glee Aggressive on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can write in longform at gleeaggressive at gmail.com. Um, you can make sure to like and comment and rate and subscribe. Tip the show if you'd like to. Yeah. Um, 
What should they write in about this week if they want to send us their essays? What would you do if it was an all meatloaf uh, tribute episode? Oh man, I th- I would go, and I know they've already done this, but I would go with um his uh, hot patootie number from I know uh, Rocky I was thinking Horror. about that too. Yeah, meatloaf has had a strange presence on this show. Yeah, yeah, it's odd. Um, Ian, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at iBrosky on Twitter and Instagram, iBrods on TikTok, um, and ianjbrodsky.com. Uh, come see my show with my band at Rockwood Music Hall, Stage 3, 7 p.m. on October 4th. Um, what about you, Karina? Where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, which is Epic Adventure of. All right. All well, right. Thank you all for joining us for this supersized episode. Surprisingly, I think we did a pretty good... Well, you know, you know what it is? There's barely any plot in Nationals. It's mostly just talking about the song, so it did not You're right, take that yeah. long to get through it. That's true. So this was a smart choice on our part. Yeah, go team. Um, you can join us next week when we will be discussing the season finale of season three, which what? is just called Goodbye. Oof. So. Okay. Understandable. Um, which does lead me to ask, Ian... Did these yes. episodes of Glee make you want to watch that last episode of Glee, season three? Yeah, yeah, totally. You know what? You're right. It did. <laughs>